How is everybody doing? It is Saturday night, February 25th, 2023. I'm John, flying solo on a Saturday night. And tonight we're here to do a wrap up of Thursday's Sony State of Play. Very excited to talk about this. And uh, I don't know, this is kind of a last minute thing. I wanted to talk about the state of play. And I know Drew would be so mad at me if I took a lot of time on our episode coming out on Monday. So I'm going to do it now because I love Drew. And I just don't want him to have to deal with this all. And I think there was enough to talk about um, that I want to do a little bit of a special. So let's do that. Uh, Before we do, um, quick little bit of housekeeping. Tomorrow, if you're listening to this right away, Tomorrow, Sunday, February 26th, is the last day to submit your GoldenEye monthly mayhem scores. Cough is uh, 6 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, yeah, I mean, take a look at the rules. There's, I'm not going to go through all the rules, but basically just going through the first level on the um, the special agent difficulty. It's a time challenge, and it's been fun watching people kind of go through and get better scores and get through faster um, it's been fun. I can't even get past the level myself. I did I did not really play this game or grow up with this game or anything. I suck at first person. I suck at shooters. Uh, can't even beat the level, so forget it. I'm not in. I'm not eligible anyway. But uh, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, get your scores in. And, and just, you know, give it a try. Get in the lotto, right? First place prize is going to be 15 bucks. I don't even know who's in the lead right now. We don't. I don't think we have any standing, so I'm not even sure who's leading. Uh, but then there'll be a $10 lotto winner, so just enter. Maybe you'll win. Get that eShop cash. All right. What have I been playing this week? You know, I've played a bunch of games, and I even got a couple games that uh, I'm going to talk about in our next episode, not just the one coming up on Monday. Um, I do have to say, I finished up my second run of Fire Emblem Engage. I, I did not know if I was going to finish it or not. Um, it was about a week and a half ago or so. I just decided I wanted to play it again. I knew I was going to play the game again a second time. And after like a few days, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play it again right now. And man, oh man. First of all, I got the DLC, which is like, did I mention it's $30. That's an expensive DLC. $30. You talk about $70 for Zelda. $30 for Fire Emblem DLC seems like a lot. Um, But I just went forth and bought it because if I was going to play through it again, I wanted to definitely play through it and, and have some new stuff. Plus, my big motivation to play it again was Camilla being announced in the Wave 2 version of the DLC. So, I had to do that, but... I wasn't sure if I was going to get through the whole thing. I was really looking forward to playing Octopath Traveler, which came out yesterday. And man, I just really had a good time playing through Fire Emblem again. I focused on using different characters. I think there was a couple that I used that were overlaps like Citrine and and Etia. I used again, but um, I used some different characters for this run. And it was really nice. It was really cool to like, you know, hear more of them talking, see more of their animations and just get to get a feel for what they are like at higher levels. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I used Yunaka all the way through and um, I used Fagato all the way through. And um, 
yeah, I had a really good time. It was it was fun doing it. And I'm telling you, I could play through it three or four times and use different characters each time again. So I definitely have a third run in me probably down the road where I use another set of characters. Um, but yeah, I, I finished it. I finished it almost exactly the same number of hours, 46 hours again. Um, but I'm not done technically because uh, Wave 3 and Wave 4 will be coming and I'm going to be using this save file. So Wave 3 is going to have more of the bracelet characters and then Wave 4 is going to have a new story. So I don't know when those will be. I feel like Wave 3 will come out in the next month or two. Uh, Wave 4 might be a little farther down the road. I really don't know. But um, yeah. Oh, man. I love that game. It's great. Oh, I got married to Yunaka, too, which I didn't even get the chance to get married in the first game. Um, but uh, tiny, tiny, tiny spoiler. Not really. Um, you get the pact ring where you can propose to any of the characters that you have an A-level bond with um, only when you finish every paralogue. And I didn't finish all the paralogues in the, the first time I played. I think I missed a few. Um, so yeah, you get that packed ring. So that's really cool. That's really, so like if you play the game, you should do all the paralogues. It really helps to level up your characters too and, and keep things well. Um, I didn't have any deaths or, well, I mean, I didn't, you know, I had deaths, but I rewound. Um, but I, I, I got through the game without any characters permanently dying. I, I didn't let anybody die this time. So it was good. I really, it's a, it's, it's my game of the year right now. And I know it's only end of February, whatever, but not just my game of the year, but like, man, I mean, uh, tears of the kingdom has a chance, but like right now I can't think of like what could pass this, but we'll see. All right. Um, that's as much Nintendo as I want to talk about. What else are we going to talk about here? Well, let's talk about the state of play. State of play. So this uh, state of play happened on Thursday. And um, I, I have really never seen a state of play that I loved. Um, Sony hasn't really figured it out. You do remember the last E3 they did was, I want to say 2019. And um, that was the weird one where they went from uh, ceremony to ceremony. They didn't just like do everything on a stage, but they like introduced a game in like a tent and then they had all the audience move to another place. And then they talked about that game and so on. And what's funny about it is that was the last time they were at E3. But if you look back at the games that were at that event, um, it was some bangers. Ghosts of Tsushima was at that event. Um, the Last of Us Part 2. Um, I'm going to look, look up the list here. And I remember it being so weird and it was I, I almost felt bad that they were like dragging these audience members. And it's like, just do your event, you're dragging people. But like each of the areas they were showing games was just beautifully designed to match the game they were talking about. I still think it was unnecessary. I still think so. But man, like absolute banger games they were showing. Um, so at least... They they did a great job with it. I mean, like <laughs> the games that came out of it. Oh, that was 2018. I'm sorry. Yeah, Last of Us Part Two, Spider Man, Ghosts of Tsushima. Like, wow. Um, so, yeah, weird, um, but cool. But anyway, they've been doing the state of plays, and I've never really seen a state of play that really blew me away. 
um, since returning to the PlayStation ecosphere uh, a year ago this month. Um, I think they've done a small handful of them. And, and I don't know what it is. They don't pace them well, or they just don't show maybe the games that I sort of like. I don't know. Um, but this one um, was an interesting one. So it came out um, on Thursday, following up on the Wednesday release of the PSVR 2. So this is their new VR system that's for the PlayStation 5 only. Um, you know, it's not backwards compatible with the games on the PSVR. A lot of that has to do with the technology being such a jump up. Um, like, you know, the resolution is different. You see there's a wider angle um, that you can see when you put the mask on. I think it's like 110 degrees. So there's just no way to bring those games over. I've heard that they'll like give you PSVR 2 versions of some games if you had them on PSVR but I don't know specifically and if that's for like only particular games. Um, not a big issue for me. I don't have PSVR, VR, but I'm telling you, I have the PSVR 2 on my Christmas list. Uh, I've never really had my own VR system and it's expensive. It's 550. It's more than the console, but um, yeah, it looks like really impressive technology. And the last couple of years, I've really missed out on getting some cool gadget for Christmas and I just want the PSVR 2 to be that gadget. So, um, But we'll wait till Christmas and we'll get some good deals on games by the time that comes around. I'm hoping Lightsaber or Beat Saber will be on that. I'm pretty sure it will be. And uh, yeah, I'll be excited uh, when that comes out. So I got something forward, to, something to look forward to this year. Ten months till Christmas. Um, and they showcased a bunch of games. Horizon Call of the Mountain is the, really the big showcase game, uh, mostly because that's their big IP. But uh, yeah, and it looks... It looks really cool. Um, I don't know if I would get it. I think I'm going to be very particular with the kinds of games I get. Uh, but they showed uh, Foglands, Synapse, Before Your Eyes. They showed a bunch. There was a big VR showcase. So, um, And if you got a PSVR 2, a whole bunch of new games came out for you on Wednesday. So good for you. I know Jesse got one. I'm jealous. And uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to I'm gonna buy like probably a half dozen games and uh, get that thing hopefully for Christmas. But we'll see. Uh, they followed that up with a showcase of Destiny 2 Lightfall. Look, I can't speak much on this is not my kind of game. This is one of those games as a service type things. I know it wasn't as successful as Destiny. I don't know. Um, but Lightfall is another big expansion. The one thing that really stuck out to me was there was a voice talking. And I was like, wow, where do I know that voice from? And I figured out it was uh, Silence from the Horizon games. Um, he plays a really big part in the first game, the second game. And he, he for the most part, he's mostly uh, Aloy's sort of like voice in her head, kind of directing her to do. Every game has to have somebody that tells you what to do. And Silence is mostly that. He plays a really big role in the second game, too. And I went to look it up just to, just to verify. And I realized um, he plays a character named Commander Zavala. I assume I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, the, the actor is uh, the voice actor is Lance Riddick. But he's been playing this character since Destiny. So technically, his character in Horizon, Silence, is from Destiny. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. He's got a great voice. But uh, yeah, he's originally this guy, not Silence. So learn something new every day. Um, next game that pops up. And look, when I'm watching a state of play, and they show a game that looks cool and isn't just some first person shooter or whatever which you know xbox and sony love to show uh i i perk up 
and um, they showed Chia, which is a game we've seen before. And um, the trailer looks great. It kind of reminds me of, I don't want to call it like a Zelda-like. I'm not even quite sure at all what the whole game is. But it, it gives you that feel. It's kind of like a tropical island kind of look to it. Um, and it looks delicious, looks great. And the big surprise at the end, uh, well, they gave the, the release date of March 21st, so it's it's already less than a month away, is that this is going to be a day one PS Plus extra game, which is great. Total Stray vibes. This was the same thing that happened. We had seen Stray in trailers, and it was like, that looks really good. You play as a cat. How awesome can it be? And I was like, yeah, I'm not too sure of it. And then they say it's going to be on PS Plus Extra. And I'm like, oh, totally in. I mean, at the very least, you know, start the game, play the game. And if you don't like it, then you don't like it. So this would be a game that I probably, I like not even be inclined to like play. And uh, because I just don't want to buy it, I try to keep my purchases on Switch. It's weird. I, I buy the big epic games on PlayStation, but I don't really buy the little ones. Um, but this one's on PS Plus Extra. You know what game would be awesome to come to ps plus and now that i think of it i feel like that might come soon uh kina bridge of spirits you remember that one that was a really pretty looking game it's supposed to be like very zelda inspired um there's a bunch of playstation exclusives that are that are older because that you know they don't really do day one games normally not especially not with their big games that's a game that seems like that should come to ps plus sometime soon and I would totally try it. Um, that's one I would love to see. I'm still also waiting for Sackboy and Ratchet and Clank. They're just games I just don't feel like buying because they're not the kind of games I buy for PlayStation. But I would love to play them. If that does that sound weird? I don't know. But anyway, yeah, Kena Bridge of Spirits. Come to PS Plus. Let's do it. Um, but yeah, I'm totally in on Chia. Uh, I can't wait for it. It's already in my little backlog. Uh, hopefully day one. Next up, they um, announced the uh, March monthly games for uh, PS Plus. So these are the games that you own once you claim them. Um, you don't have to download them, obviously, but you add them to your library. And so these are interesting. Battlefield 2042, Code Vein, and Minecraft Dungeons. How fascinating. We have an Xbox game on the PlayStation. And just like the PlayStation uh, MLB The Show is on Xbox's service, so... Um, but this is an ownership game, so that's pretty cool. Like you actually own Minecraft Dungeons once you claim it forever, as long as you have PS Plus. It's not something that's on extra that will roll off. So that's really cool. Uh, Battlefield twenty four two, not my kind of thing. I, I I don't I don't know if I would I try this game. I don't even think I would try it. But it, that's a pretty big game to have there. So I know it's not the biggest, most popular game in the world, but it's a big game, and I think a lot of people will at least give it a try who haven't given it a try before. So it's always good to see. Um, those games. And if I ever feel like I want to try one of these like sort of <laughs> war games, first person shooters that I never play, you know, hey, I can I could try it for free on there if I want to. I'll probably claim it, <laughs> but probably never download it. Um, and then we got the PS Plus games. These are the games that go on the service. Uh, you can play them all you want, download them. Uh, but eventually one day they'll probably roll off. Um, so if you want to play them, play them now. You probably have a lot of time. And that, of course, is Chia we talked about. That's coming to the service. Ghostwire Tokyo, which is a PlayStation exclusive and uh, first time now uh, freely available on PS Plus Extra. Um, a first-person kind of ghosty adventure. 
um, I've heard this game's uh, pretty good. Uh, Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection. I will be honest. I thought this was already on PS Plus Extra. I'm not really sure. I didn't want to look up and see what it is, but um, the Legacy of Thieves Collection constitutes Uncharted 4 and Uncharted Lost Legacy. And if you have not played either of those games, oh boy, you should play those games. They are both bangers. They are fantastic. I played them back to back not too long ago. Um, so good. Uh, fell in love with Chloe, who's the, the lead character in uh, Lost Legacy. Oh, man, what what a pair of games. Uh, absolutely love it. And Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy are also the newest in the Uncharted series. So like, if you go back to like 1 and even 2, it, it's a little older. The games have aged a little bit. But 4 and um, uh, Lost Legacy are very updated, very modern, fairly new. Um, they're great. Uh, they're fantastic. I absolutely love them. Immortals Phoenix Rising comes to the service as well. Uh, if you played this game on Switch, and I know a lot of a lot of, a lot of our audience is uh, Switch users, it, it, it didn't load really quickly. It was kind of ugly looking. Um, I played it on, I think it was the first game I played on my Xbox Series X. I remember when I got it, I was like, okay, what's the big game I'm going to play on this fancy system? And I bought Immortals Phoenix Rising. And... Um, and I enjoyed it. Uh, it's very Breath of the Wild inspired. Um, it doesn't have the soul or the story of Breath of the Wild. It doesn't stick with you, but it 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 it's better than Breath of the Wild in places. It's gorgeous to look at. Um, it's got some really interesting puzzles all over the place. There's always something to find. It's a good game. Uh, it just it, it just doesn't have that IP. It has this new IP, and it's about gods and whatever. Um, but it's very good, very enjoyable, and I definitely would recommend playing it, especially since you can give it a try. If you don't like it, then, you know, no loss. Um, so that's really cool to see on the service. And then Rainbow Six Extraction. Have at it. Um, the next game they showed off in the state of play is a game called Humanity. It looks like one of those abstract puzzle games. It's just like a bunch of people... Um, I don't even know what I would compare this to. Like, I don't even know what I would compare this to. Lemmings? I don't know. It doesn't really feel like that. But there's just this, looks like this horde of people walking around, and you kind of direct them, and you get them to do things. And psh, I don't know. But it looks like a fun little puzzle game. I'm not really into it, but it also has some PSVR and PSVR 2 support, so I'm not quite sure. Um, how that works, but I think if you have those systems, you can play them. That's one of the cool things about the the PSVR is that it hooks up to the console, so it, it kind of harnesses the power of the console, but it also lets you play games that already play on, like, PS5, um, and then they can just do PSVR versions, so I don't know, but, like, that's pretty cool. That comes out in May. They showed off a game called Goodbye Volcano High, which was hilarious, how do you describe this? It's like an animated um, story-based game. It looked like a high school drama and uh, also seemed to have like rhythm game elements. Um, at one point, there's like a dinosaur smoking. So that should tell you everything you need to know about that. Um, kind of goofy. Could be goofy fun. I don't know. I certainly wouldn't buy it to find out, but that comes out June 15th. Then there was some Naruto game. I don't really care. Um, then there was Baldur's Gate 3. This was interesting because they showed the Larian Studios logo, and I am very familiar with Larian Studios because I dabbled in Divinity Original Sin, perhaps fruitlessly, 
Um, I uh, talked about this before, but I was convinced that I would love Divinity Original Sin. Do a Google search right now if you can and say, what's the best RPG of all time? I guarantee you will see some mention of Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, There are people that swear by that game. And I was convinced that I was going to love it. It's like a turn-based, but also like an adventure world type of thing. And I bought it on, I bought Divinity Divinity 1 and 2 on Xbox as a package deal. It was a really great sale. I tried both of them and I wanted to love them, but I just wasn't loving them. And so I just sort of said, okay, I guess I'm not really getting this. But, you know, I could see why people really like it. And then on my PlayStation 5, just some night, I was like, I'm sure I would love this. <laughs> so I bought Divinity Original Sin 2. <laughs> and I gave it another go. And to my credit, um, I played it for about five hours. I, no, I would say five to ten hours. I played it for a good deal of time. And I restarted it like three or four times because I was really trying to get the systems in my head. And I had a much longer run than my last run. I got out of the tutorial area and I even was like, getting fairly far along in the second area and then i just had to stop i just had to stop it was there was some difficulty problems and i think it was just caused by me just not understanding how to battle and what to do this is a game i'm gonna try again at some point i will i'm gonna try it again i will put it on easy mode for sure definitely gonna go on easy mode but man i'm telling you like It's a really cool game. But anyway, long story short, it's already too long. Larian Studios, they do a great job. And uh, these games were influenced by the Baldur's Gate series. And, uh, you know, and so we got the announcement of Baldur's Gate 3. I think we knew about this game. This has been on Steam for a while in early access. Um, But yeah, they've taken over from Bioware, who I don't... Is Bioware still around? I'm not even sure. Um... It's announced for PlayStation. Um, From what I saw, this is not necessarily a PlayStation exclusive, but it could be that right now it's only on PlayStation. You know, they they're just they're building for one system. They're trying to get it done. So it comes out August 31st. So there's still plenty of time to hear about this coming to Xbox. Uh, I doubt it will come to Switch or anything, but maybe a cloud version. Who knows? Um, But yeah, it looks good. It looks like Divinity Original Sin. It's in the Balder universe. I'm going to try to get back to Divinity, too. Um, but I, if you love RPGs, especially deep RPGs with deep systems, and I know, um, I know these games are kind of based on like D and D, uh, give these games a try, whether it be Baldur's Gate three or just go grab divinity or something. I don't think you can play it, uh, on a streaming service anywhere yet. Um, but there's some good deals. They're older games and, uh, they're fantastic. And you don't need to play one in order to play two. So I would say just play Divinity Original Sin 2. It looks better and probably have an easier time with that anyway. So that game is August 31st, Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, We saw Wayfinder. This looks like a looter shooter type thing. It's going to be a PlayStation exclusive. Um, Not my kind of thing. Looked nice. Looked pretty. um, But I just don't get into those games. Um, For me, I just feel like they're endless. All right, so here's where the state of play takes a really great turn. First off, Street Fighter VI. We've seen this game before. <laughs> this, this game alone is going to up the grade on state of play. So the trailer they showed, they showcased uh, three characters, Zengif, 
Lily, who I think is a new character in Street Fighter VI. Don't quote me on that. Um, and Cammy. Uh, Cammy's been around, I think, since Street Fighter II. Uh, this comes out June 2nd, and it's $60, by the way. Um, not a $70 game, $60 game. And I watched this trailer, and I was like, wow. Like It just reminded me of the 90s. Me and my friend Glenn, we would walk over to the arcade. We would play Street Fighter II. That was back when Street Fighter II just took over, and then there was Turbo and just all the different versions of it, Championship Edition. And at my arcade, you know, used to have one game of each. Um, we had like eight, nine, ten Street Fighter twos lined up, and they were always busy. Uh, it was incredible. What a great time to be alive. But I honestly have not been a big fighting game fan since those arcade days when I was playing, you know, Mortal Kombat, maybe Mortal Kombat 2, I don't remember, uh, Street Fighter 2. I really didn't play uh, fighter games. In fact, um, except for Smash Brothers, which is which is a, diff a whole different genre, really, on its own. Um, I, I enjoyed a little bit of Mortal Kombat 10 that I played at a party. And I did buy Mortal Kombat 11 for Switch because I had heard it was a really good port, but I really didn't play it that much at all. I don't really play fighters. They just, you know, if you're gonna, if, what's the point? I'm gonna play a fighter game and I'll try to get good and spend hours and hours and hours and hours, but I'm mostly a solo player. What's the point? Street Fighter 6 won me over. I am like perplexed. It looked so good. It was so fun looking. It wasn't like. It didn't accentuate the goriness or whatever, but it was really gritty and real. It's got a T rating. Ah, it just looks so good. Cami is like super hot, and Zangief is super Russian guy, and uh, the Lily character is kind of like um, how would you describe her? Kind of like a spiritual. It was really funny to see Lily right after Zangief. You know, Zangief is just all muscle and testosterone, and then like Lily, and I I remember saying, well, how the heck is Lily gonna beat Zangief, right? <laughs> Um, but man, it won me over on day one, baby. Day one. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna play with Cedric. I'm going to see if I can get Sebastian roped in. It'd be a great game to like play with my brother-in-law when he comes over. I'll try some online. I don't, I'm in. I'm into Street Fighter VI. I, I, there's a lot of systems I need to learn probably. It's going to be painful. I'll probably get crushed. But I don't know. It just looked really fun and cool. I, I'm, I'm one over. Absolutely one over. The next thing we see is a game I've, I'm excited for, Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, man, they've been remaking all these Resident Evil games. They've done 2 and 3, um, and now this is 4, which, I mean, most people think, and I agree, Resident Evil 4 is the best game in the series. It was, for a while, the only Resident Evil game I played because 4 was a Nintendo exclusive on GameCube. I think I didn't play it until it came to the Wii, though. When it came to the Wii, that's when I played it. And I loved it. And I don't remember much about it. I remember Leon Kennedy, and I remember you're trying to rescue this girl, who I won't talk about. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and um, I was debating getting it again on Switch, but I was like, nah. But uh, here's what I'm doing. This year, I'm not going to play Resident Evil 4 Remake at launch. Um, it's going to come out March 24th. Once again, a $60 game. Cool. <laughs> Still 60 So that's coming out in a month. Um, I'm not going to play it at launch, but here's what I'm going to do. I am going to play through Resident Evil. I have it on Switch. Then I'm going to play... I already bought 
the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes, they were on a super scale. Oh my God, it was like $10 for both of them. So for $10, I got 2 and 3 remake on PlayStation. I'm going to play through 2 and 3. Never played those games. Really excited to play these remakes. Then I'm going to play 4. And this will happen later in the year. I'll hopefully get 4 on a nice deal. Um, but I'm really excited to go through those four games. And the only game I've played of that bunch is four. And I, I don't even remember it. So, And this is the remake. So um, I'm going to have a really good time. I'm going to stop there. Just going to play the first four. But um, I really can't wait. They also announced some DLC, the Mercenaries. I don't know if that's some online thing or whatever. But I don't really care. I just want to play through the campaign. And then lastly, we finally got to see Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. This is uh, the, the notable thing about this game. It looks like your standard superhero game, you know, what are you going to do? Marvel Alliance looking thing. Uh, I mean, it looks better than Marvel Alliance, but you know what I mean? Um, but the big highlight of this game really is that it's built by Rocksteady Studios and they made the Arkham games, Arkham Asylum, uh, City, Night, right? And those games are super popular. I haven't played any of them. I really, I kind of want to. I, I, but they, by the time I really got interested in those kind of games, I think they're kind of got a little dated. But, um, and and Kill the Justice League is a similar kind of game as third person action shooter. It focuses on um, the Suicide Squad, specifically the characters Harley Quinn, love her, King Shark, love him, Deadshot, I like the Idris version the most, and uh, Captain Boomerang. And it takes place apparently five years after the um, Arkham Knight. And that game came out in 2015. Um, so it takes place. I don't know the story of those games, but I know that the Justice League turns bad. And uh, apparently we're going to try to kill him. All right. Um, this game is also Kevin Conroy's final appearance as Batman. Can I confess something? Until Kevin, when Kevin Conroy died, which was like several months ago. I didn't even know anything about him. I didn't know he was the voice of Batman, and I have never seen Batman the Animated Series. That's a confession of mine. But I'm confessing it because I'm going to fix it. I'm going to watch the Batman Animated Series. So that is uh, one of the things I want to do. I think it's all on HBO Max. Um, but I'm going to watch the Batman Animated Series, and um, and I really want to see um, Star Wars guy uh, be the Joker. So, Mark Hamill. Um but anywho, this comes out, the big stink, this comes out in May, the big stink um, that went up online about this, and I kind of get, is that it is going to be sort of a game as a service type thing, uh, always online. <laughs> it's so funny because we keep hearing people complain about games always being online, and I'm one of them. Um, and some people don't understand why that's a problem when you have, you know, broadband, you know, whatever, but... I ran into this problem with Outriders when I played it on Game Pass. It's always online, so like you can't always pause these games because they're always online. And uh, the thing with Outriders that drove me nuts, and I really enjoyed Outriders on Game Pass, was you can't use quick resume. So I can't suspend the Xbox. Um, you know, maybe I'm in the middle, I have to do a work meeting or something like that, and then come back to it. Because when you come back to it, it cancels your mission. Um, it's an online experience and you can't can't go offline. I'm not sure if every one of these games doesn't support something like a quick resume or a pause or something like that or turning off your system. But yeah, that's that's one thing I really don't like about 
those kind of games. I just, I want to do the quests and all the missions and whatever, but I just want to be able to just pause my game, turn it off, come back the next day and continue on. This one is a one to four players. You can play solo. Um, if you do, you like, there's always four characters from what I've seen. Um, and they just get controlled by AI. So, um, that's fine, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the, the problem with this one was I think they showed a lot of cool stuff. They showed a lot of cool cutscenes that showed a lot of the gameplay. So great, great job, Sony, for showing that. It ran almost 20 minutes. And the thing that really killed the vibe was we had to talk to the developers. Oh, the developers. We got to talk to the developers. Oh, we got to talk how serious they are about how they use their guns. And even worse was it was so repetitive. How many times they had to say, this game is from the viewpoint of the bad guys and this and that. Oh my God. It's the same kind of superhero game we see all the time, but they had to go a little deeper into some of the systems, but it's all kind of the same. There wasn't anything groundbreaking. There was no reason to go like 17 minutes with this, but they did. And I kind of wondered if we were going to see a one more thing um, just because this one had gone so long and beaten to death and maybe they would do one last little tease maybe we'd see Wolverine or whatever uh, but no that was the end of it so I feel like you know Sony's still not getting it alright so final grade again I don't think Sony has found the sweet spot for these I don't know if it's that they're not listening to feedback or they think that people love hearing from developers. Um, but I will say that this state of play was much better than some of the ones I've seen in the past. Um, I got some information on games that convinced me. Street Fighter VI. Um, they had a good enough trailer that it convinced me. Resident Evil 4 Remake looks really good. Um, you know, some other games looked good. I like the announcements of the March games and the PS Plus games. I liked uh, Chia. You know, and if I had a PSVR 2, I'd probably be excited by some of the games they showed there. But um, yeah, it, there was nothing new announced. I mean, some of the smaller games uh, may have been new. I'm not sure, but none of the big games were new. Um, Suicide Squad was kind of footage that we hadn't seen, of course. But like, I think we saw more of games, the big games that we knew were coming. But there was nothing new strictly that was announced. Um, so that was a bit. Um, disappointing, but uh, the the Chia going to PS Plus Extra was great news. Uh, me just becoming suddenly hyped for Street Fighter Six, awesome. Um, and what I saw from Resident Evil Four Remake just cements that I'm going to be going through these four games. Um, that and the pacing was better. Like whether you liked the games or not, or whatever you thought of Suicide Squad or whatever, um, the pacing was really good. Probably up until the Suicide Squad probably went 10 minutes too long. Um, so basically the last 10 minutes of this presentation were just kind of the dead part. Um, but if you're really excited for Suicide Squad, I mean, it was probably pretty exciting to see the deep look and getting more information about the game. So if I had to give a grade, I'm giving it a C plus. I'm giving it a C plus because, um, because it convinced me on something. That, that plus is the Street Fighter VI. Convinced me on something. But in terms of content, I mean, I feel like any one of these presentations, every time we get a Nintendo Direct or State of Play or whatever Xbox doing, a developer digital or whatever, 
you need to announce something big and new. And not all of them do it. But the best ones always announce something new. It doesn't have to be first party. It could be third party. It doesn't have to be exclusive. But you have to announce something new. And this one really didn't do that. Um, so that's why it gets a C. But it gets a C plus because it did its job, which was convinced me to buy Street Fighter VI. Um, and Chia uh, is going to be given to me for free. So I'll give it a C plus. But it was good. It was overall, I still think it was a good state of play. Um, we'll see how they, you know, what adjustments they make for next time as they try to figure it out. Nintendo still seems to be the experts that they, they've been doing it for a long time. And you want to say that Nintendo has learned their lessons from doing it a long time. But hey, Sony, you can watch the Nintendo Directs and learn those same lessons just by watching them. So, you know, do more like Nintendo. Um definitely show a variety of games and a variety of of genres um i feel like they did that here they didn't stay too pigeonholed into one thing or shooters or whatever i think we saw a bunch of different things um but yeah we're getting there we're getting there sony we're getting there but not quite but we're we're getting there all right uh drew and i are literally recording tomorrow um i will not talk about the state of play so if you want to hear about the state of play you just heard it um but we're recording tomorrow and uh, he just refed his last hockey game of his career, um, assuming that holds up. But uh, we're going to have a little little retirement party for Drew tomorrow. Can't wait. That episode comes out Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Can't wait to talk to you then. We've got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. But until then, thanks for hanging out with me tonight. Good night, dads. The Dads After Dark show is part of the Nintendo Dads family of podcasts. You can subscribe to us anywhere podcasts are available, including Google, Overcast, Spotify and Stitcher. And if you're using Apple Podcasts, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Pretty please? Be sure to join us on the Nintendo Dads Discord in our Dads After Dark channels for some naughty After Dark talk. Leave us a voicemail with Anchor and we'll play it on our next show. Check our podcast description for the link. Follow us on Twitter and now TikTok at NDadsAfterDark or email us at dadsafterdarkshow at gmail.com. And a big thank you to Family Jewels for our show's music. That's all for tonight. Good night, dads. Sweet dreams.